Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Dr. Joe Perez. With advanced degrees in computers and secondary education, along with several IT certifications, Dr. Joe Perez brings more than 35 years' experience to the stage as an IT higher ed professional, having served as a business intelligence specialist at North Carolina State University and now senior systems analyst at North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. Recently named chief technology officer at a North Carolina corporation, Joe stays active in the IT community with more than 10,000 LinkedIn followers as a highly recommended international keynote speaker, data analytics visualization expert, and specialist in efficiency and process improvement. Well, good afternoon, Dr. Joe. Welcome to the show. Hey, Brian. Thank you so much. Good afternoon to you, too. It's my honor and pleasure to be with you today. Awesome. Dr. Joe, this is amazing. We've connected several months ago, probably close to a year ago now, and been uh, chatting off and on. So I appreciate you jumping on the show, and I'm pretty excited to jump into these questions. Dr. Joe, you've got quite the career in technology as a senior systems analyst, and now you're a fractional chief technology officer. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Well, sure, Brian. Glad to do that. Let me just first say that any good that you see in me or, I don't know, any success that I might enjoy is 100% by the grace of God. I mean, he's blessed me as I have sought to honor him. And to that point, to answer your question, my faith is actually the thing that both drives me and inspires me to pursue both integrity and excellence relentlessly in pretty much everything I do. I may not always hit the mark, but I believe it's a huge part of what wins the hearts of both your peers and your superiors. I mean, if you really care more about creating the highest quality product and providing the best possible service, and, you know, at the same time, you're putting the needs of others before your own, well, (laughs) that not only enhances the reputation of your organization, you know, not to mention your own, but also improves the quality of your interaction with your coworkers. And here are a couple of ways I flesh that out. All right. First one, promise less than you can deliver and deliver more than you promise. I don't mean lie. I mean, just be very conservative in your estimates, but liberal in your efforts, okay? (laughs) And not the other way around. I mean, when you do that and you model that for your team, you're going to start fostering a mindset of seeing expectations not as a thing to be met, but as a thing to be exceeded. And to do that, you got to stay on your toes and give your very, very best effort, all right? The second one, it has to do with blame and credit, right? Know what to do with both, okay? And and my key words with those are accept and deflect. (laughs) You know, always be willing to accept blame and deflect credit. You know, we seem to live in a society, I don't know, to me, it seems to, it gravitates to the opposite of that. You know, rather than owning up to their mistakes, they'll deflect the blame to somebody else. And rather than sharing credit for their successes with others who might have helped make it possible, they tend to grab it all themselves. To the extent that I follow these principles of integrity and excellence, like I said, you know, in everything I do, with that overarching motivation of pleasing God, well, n- not only does that keep me from being an arrogant jerk, but it also results in my manager trusting me implicitly, my team looking up to me consistently, and my organization knowing that maybe I'm just somebody that can be counted on. And you know what? You can't help but be successful with that combination. 
Amazing. I appreciate you sharing that, Dr. Joe. So I want to jump into a question that really is relevant right now. As you know, everybody globally has had to make major shifts to adapt to the new normal in this pandemic. Could you share with us what you're doing to help your organization stay relevant in this economy? Absolutely. I think the best way to stay relevant is to stay agile, all right, and always willing to look for better ways of doing things, you know, rather than staying stuck with the way it's always been done. When you come to that realization, I'm going to call this the aha moment, okay? A, A big part of what I do in my organization is to help look for those aha moments, all right? Give you a quick example. I was instrumental in bringing about a an aha, one of those aha moments at DHHS in helping to tackle some obstacles with regards to visualizing data. The first obstacle we overcame was this silo mentality. <laughs> All right, you know, rather than each separate group keeping to themselves. It was getting people, this is what it's all about, getting people to realize that this has got to be a multi-pronged approach requiring a multidisciplinary commitment, and that's going to result in a multifaceted satisfaction, all right? Whether you're talking about the stakeholders, your target audience, uh, and, and that's even when they don't see immediate results. The second obstacle that we're in the process of, I mean, we haven't quite gotten there yet, but it's resources. You know, whether you're talking about funding for our initiatives or lack of targeted resources or no relief for existing resources who get tasked with yet another project on top of what they're already working on. This is going to happen in organizations when leadership hadn't bought into this concept. And even though our leadership here has bought into it, you know, they just don't have the money to make it happen. We're still working on that. But in in spite of it, here's the mentality I try to promote, okay? Obstacles, you say? I say opportunities. Problems, you say? I say possibilities. Adversity, you say? I say you overcome adversity by adapting. I mean, if you can't totally get rid of a problem... Find a workaround for crying out loud, you know, especially in this day and age, the the age that we're living now. And that's what my team at DHHS, the Client Services Data Warehouse, that's what we do on a daily basis, whether there's a pandemic or not. But we got to look at it that way even more so now in the middle of this pandemic. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate that, Dr. Joe. It's interesting the way that you've kind of laid that out in a a three-pronged approach. And, you know, I really appreciate that insight around being creative, having that positive mental attitude around adapting to change. So thanks for sharing. I appreciate it. And Dr. Joe, as you know, we're both technologists and I want to kind of ask you this, are you leveraging any new or emerging technologies within your space? If not, maybe it's a cool app that you found useful and maybe you can share with our audience. Sure. One thing that I found to be very useful, to be honest, it's not really so much of a new technology. I am leveraging this. It's not so much a new technology as much as it's a a new or novel way of thinking about and using an existing technology. Let me say it that way, leveraging an existing technology, but in a new way, in a way that maybe people hadn't thought it through. Besides my full-time role as senior systems analyst and my fractional role as chief technology officer, I'm also a speaker. I speak at conferences. The fact that I was an educator for 10 years before my shift to IT and the fact that my teaching and communicating, well, to me, that's a huge passion. All right. All that really comes in handy. 
Because you see, successful teachers or speakers are the ones who can best involve and engage their audiences. Now, with COVID-19 having forced everybody to change the way they think about in-person conferences, you know, kind of pivoting them to virtual type events, right? Speakers also have had to pivot themselves. You know, they, they have to change their thinking on how to draw those audiences in and, and involve them, okay, without being able to look them in the eye and read body language, inflection, reactions, tones, and all that kind of thing. This is really challenging. And here's what I'm doing to address that, the leveraging that I'm talking about. At online conferences where I've spoken, not all of them, just the ones where the schedule allows it, I've created these quiz games to go with my presentations using an online quiz maker. It's actually pretty fun. Okay, the, the quizzes are the games, quizzes, whatever, they're made up of, say, eight to ten multiple choice questions, all based on listening to what I said in the presentation. The key is they're all timed. <laughs> the questions are timed. And you get more points if you answer the question more quickly. You don't get anything if you can't answer before the buzzer times runs out, right? The online quiz maker I, that I use, the provider that I use, lets you pair each question up with a picture. I usually stick one in there that will give them some sort of a hint as to what the answer might be. And it also shows a leaderboard off to the side so that everybody who's in the game can see how they're stacking up against the other players as we progress through the game. It's totally online, browser-based. You don't have to install anything. So two of the conferences where I've done this, one that, that was hosted in Australia and the other one was hosted in the U.S., they liked my idea and the demo that I gave them. They liked it so much that they offered a gift card as a prize to the person who won the game. You know, so again, it's not actually a new technology, but I have found it to be a creative new use of leveraging an existing technology, just doing it in a new way that allows me to engage with my audiences when I can't look them in the eye. That's awesome. You know, sharing something like that to get the audience engaged and to make your event or your topic or the entire experience for them more fun. I think that's awesome. And you are bringing fun to it. So I appreciate the share on that. And Dr. Joe, this is a big question that my audience wants to know more about, Dr. Joe. Can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in technology or leadership? I'll go with leadership, but although I would say leadership in any industry that will use technology. So I'm going to focus more on the leadership because I think I can sum it up in three words. Let me put it this way. Know, grow, and show. How's that? <laughs> okay. That's how I roll. I mean, as you can tell, Brian, I, I like catchy things that rhyme or alliterate. You know, it, it kind of makes it easier for me to remember. If it's easier for me to remember, it's easier for other people to remember because I try to encourage my team to do this very same thing. Now, Again, I think this applies more to leadership than technology, but I suppose it can be pretty universal. All right. Know, grow, show. First of all, leaders got to know the team, the lay of the land, you know, and that is in my case, I've got to know the people that work for me, strengths, weaknesses, the task that lies before me, what needs to get done, and the obstacles that confront me, what it is that keeps me from doing it. Okay. Secondly, a leader's got to grow. Now, I myself, I've got to be in a continuous improvement mode, okay, always looking for ways to better myself and encouraging my team to do the same. You know, I'm always reminding myself that if I'm not innovating, I'm stagnating. And thirdly, in the know, grow, and show, leaders got to show. Rather than telling people what to do, you know, and, and, and sitting back, I need to set the example and show how it's done, being willing to take things on myself. Now, that doesn't mean I don't delegate. It just means that I'm never going to ask someone to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. See, Brian, that's the difference between a boss 
and a leader. Okay, <laughs> you know the boss mandates. That's all he does. A boss only mandates what needs to be done, whereas a true leader goes further and models what needs to be done. Okay, a boss says go. Well, a leader says, let's go and shows everybody how it's done. So I say to your to the audience, you want to grow your career? Okay. Don't think of it only as growing, but think of it rather as knowing, growing, and showing. Wow. I love this. This is probably one of my more fun podcasts, Dr. Joe. I appreciate you sharing that and, and bringing some energy and, and lightness to this, especially in this challenging times with our pandemic. That's amazing. So, Dr. Joe, it was a pleasure having you on today, and I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thank you so much. Bye for now. 